Welcome to episode 167 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me finally entering the seventh stage of grief for our truly dysfunctional society at SEATJK. And with me, as always, is Chris. Where can we find you retweeting Ricky Fowler doing spots for Kate Spade, Chris? <laughs> you can find me at CD Villasenor on the Twitter. And damn that Ricky Fowler for making Nick Faldo right about these things. <laughs> man, I, li- I respect Ricky, though, man. Cut the check. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I don't begrudge anybody getting paid for things that people will pay them to do. So... He's it's just golf, it's just Mr. Worldwide, the hardest working man in show business. <laughs> I think Pitbull has more bona fides than Ricky at this point. So, hey, you know, play your hustle, play. get what you get, what you can get. I, you know, I I couldn't agree with you more. Like I said, it's just it's just funny, and I just <laughs> and you know how everyone went after Faldo for like talking shit, and lo and behold, <laughs> he was right. Yeah. So it's you know, so I guess good for Faldo. I don't know. I like the idea that Rick was like, oh, well, people already think this. I might as well do that case bait ad that's been sitting in the, in the hopper for six months. <laughs> his people, he goes to his people. He's like, uh, hey, they still want me to do that purse ad or what? <laughs> <laughs> was there a Merce in that ad at all? I didn't even look closely at it. I didn't look about. closely at it. I just, I laughed at the black and white pottery barn photography and <laughs> moved on. <laughs> I think, you know, maybe maybe he's bringing on a man bag. I don't know if sure. I'm, uh, you know. I'd like to see the Kate Spade golf bag. Like, really nice leather. Like, just really tie it in. That, now, see, that I would respect. Yeah. You know, just hey, let, you just don't know. Go. Maybe it's coming. <laughs> I, I can only hope, honestly. Well, we've got a great show for you all this week. In segment one, we're going to talk about the dressing room writer of the immortal Grace Jones and uh, talk a little bit about our own demands. And in segment two, we'll explore if you uh, if you will ever get out of that endless photo backup and what that means for our society. And then finally, in segment three, we'll go back to the trailer park and kick off the summer movie season. Beyond the buzzer, unfortunately, I guess, it's back to the stupidest things ever said. <laughs> how far? How many months do you think we're going to make it? I, I I think we're good for the year. I, really? I really okay. do. I think we can. I think we'll just put our heads down. We'll get through the year. Actually, there's some. I, I don't know. Some of it's pretty funny to me. It's hit and miss, but so are the dad jokes, right? Oh, people yeah. see. People only remember the dad jokes they loved. <laughs> they don't remember the weeks upon weeks of just well, absolute detritus. Right. Uh, dad joke of the week, though, it had higher highs. Probably. Probably. Yeah. And that's and that's probably what people people long for those the that cherry high of that one really good dad joke that would slide in and you would just laugh. I mean, well, we gave you reusable material, right? You can't really reuse anything from the stupidest things that were said. That's right. That's right. Oh. You, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, after that, we'll head to the OT where we're going to pick our favorite iconic pop culture whip. And by whip, I of course mean fabulous vehicle for us to drive around. It is going to be the end, going to be the end of the, the gas vehicle here very shortly, you know. You know, I, I have, uh, I have, I have many, uh, I have stories to tell. Okay. Well, interact with the show on Twitter at two on three pod or hit us up via email at at two on three pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you, but before we get to it, Chris, I have to ask you, are you good doing the show without me from now on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ty, you've been, uh, (laughs) yes, I miss you terribly when you're gone. I really do. I really do. And, you know, and again, I, you know, it's one of those things where you just sort of reach out. And since, you know, Alex Myers was so nice to 
to to do that one show for us a couple of years ago, I yeah. figured I would just take a run. I would just take a leap and ask him if he'd be willing to come back and chat with us, especially after he had actually worked the masters and like, I figured, ah, oh, he's got to be tuckered out. And uh, I, I, he's a better person than I, w- I am. Oh. There's no chance I'm getting on the phone with some random <laughs> on my way to my COVID appointment after I just got off work. I know this is this is the this is the magic that Alex brings to our show. I mean, really, yeah. I mean, he's such a nice guy. And I try to make it I try to make his visit, you know, low friction. You know, we just yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to make his life difficult. I'm not trying to make you him. put him on. You put you made him take a quiz in the car. That's true, but it was a, <laughs> it doesn't get much harder. A, than, I can't imagine. It was a. I, I thought it was an easy-ish quiz. I mean, I thought he don't had a good say chance. that now. No, I'm just. <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks again to Alex for filling in. Um, I thought that was fantastic. I enjoyed listening to it, and of course, it's always great to hear about something that you and I, I think, both uh, you know, aspire to uh, experience. Um, have, have you been? I thought you've been. No, I've never been. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought you'd been. No, nope. you have gear. I mean, yes, I I have I have ball markers that I stole from my children. Um, <laughs> the uh, if you qualify right. at a certain level at uh, at the drive, chip, and putt, they give you some master stuff. Gotcha. Because they're sponsors of that particular event, so I steal right. from I steal from my children in that regard. I had to. I have to say, I have to tell you, I was quite disappointed that you folded. And called the man Brooks Kepka just because you were talking to Alex Meyer. <laughs> His name is not Brooks Kepka in our in our in our circle, and I, I would know. like you to respect it. Yes, I know. I know. I would have liked to just hear Alex's responses <laughs> to hearing Bruce Kupka. <laughs> I was being, you know, I I was being a serious. I, you were trying to be a professional. I, I understand. To, I trying to be a professional podcast podcast host. Professional sees what the professional golf writer has to say about Bruce Kupka. <laughs> you're right. I, you're right. I did. I, I, I regret. I, I regret. You had two chances. You said it twice. I was like, God damn it, Chris. So disappointed. <laughs> My only thoughts about the Masters for what they are at this point is that basically Hideki showed that you don't have to putt. You just have to hit every ball within 10 feet. I mean, that's if you just keep it in a six foot circle, it's really easy to win a golf tournament. <laughs> Golf is much easier when you just jam the ball in about 10 feet all the time. Hey, it's amazing, right? <laughs> it's like, hey. It, it, listen, if you can do it, go for it. This is, you know, you play the play the hand you're dealt on any given week. That just, just goes to show you that that golf is crazy that way. Like some you can just walk in one day having been quote unquote slumping and just and you get hot and it, and ba bang, you get hot at the right time and it's and it's on. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes your warm up doesn't even have any correlation to what you do. I think I, I'm better when my warm up is crappy. At least I I, I, there's no correlation whatsoever. Like <laughs> it's none. It could be bad and I could shoot well. It could be bad. And I could shoot poorly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, let's not talk about golf. We our listeners got our fill of that last mm. week. Let's get to segment number one. All right. Just today, um, a Grace Jones dressing room writer went, I don't know. I wouldn't call it viral. Semi viral. This tweet has like 10,000 likes. But it caught my eye. And, of course, it's somewhat old school. We haven't seen a dressing room writer. This used to be, I think, some of our favorite pop culture ephemera to uh, consume. What, in the early 2000s, you kind of get the, when the internet really took off, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden there were pictures. Yeah. Right? That people were sharing. Um, I wanted to go over some of the items here on on Grace's writer, as well as discuss what what you think you might have. So she starts with uh, six bottles of 
Louis Reuter, I blew it right off the bat. <laughs> six bottles of Cristal. Mm-hmm. Are you interested you know, in six bottles of Cristal? Well, here's the thing. I, you know, I guess I never knew it was called Louis Roderer Cristal Champagne. Mm-hmm. I, I just always figured all the rappers like to refer to it as Cristal. The, you know what's funny? I decided I'd look it up, but you know, Grace Jones is like 72 years old now. Sure. Well, she's Sly's age. I know. <laughs> That's kind of how I think of them as contemporaries, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. But uh, yeah, so okay, I need six. So here's the thing, right? You're already you're already paying this celebrity to perform, and so yeah. part of the part of like there's are, there's tickets and whatnot that get sold. Anyway. But of course, you have to appease them in some in some way. So this was part of the the get. This is part of the thing. <laughs> this is part of flex. This is a this is a basically everybody's writer is basically a flex, right? Like yeah. I'm so famous, I can ask for these things, and people will give me these things. So this one is it's it's posh, but it's not egregious. Yeah, I don't know how, what is what I don't know how much Cristal goes for these days. I don't know what is the what... the only time I ever bought a bottle was in a club <laughs> in Ybor City in Tampa. <laughs> what were circa, you doing? <laughs> circa 2002. Or <laughs> you just decided you wanted to order up a bottle of Cristal? Yeah. All right. I mean, just for the experience. That yeah. must have set you back. I mean, you. I mean, it was like about three hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have three hundred bucks to be thrown down on Cristal at that time? Um, I mean, <laughs> it didn't like make me miss any bill payments, but it wasn't a, like a wise choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing! All right, we need six bottles of Cristal. All right. I was hopped up on painkillers. I had sprained the shit out of my ankle earlier that day, and I was like, "I'm still going out. We're going out." <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm we're playing hop, basketball. I'm gonna hobble yeah. around and I then did. take a bunch of painkillers and then drink a bunch of champagne. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great idea. And Budweiser. <laughs> uh so we got three bottles of French vintage red wine. Okay. They give examples at least. I I bet the PAs appreciate that, right? It's like, oh my yeah. god, don't make me pick. Right. Right. White with three bottles of white. Makes sense. And then of course the highlight of the list, so early on though. Two dozen Find Claire or Colchester oysters on ice, unopened. Parentheses, Grace does her own shucking. <laughs> Don't you dare open my oysters for me. I need the pleasure of doing so. Well, I mean, this is what I do. I like to shuck. I like to shuck. Can't I, you just see Grace Jones, though, wielding a knife in a dressing room? <laughs> like, you go in there, and she's like, I don't know, in my mind, you know, of course, she's like seven feet tall. Right. right? Of course, she's so not. She's, but it's good. Yeah. But in my mind, she's like, Sitting in an armchair like a Bond villain, like lean forward <laughs> on her knees with a bowl of oysters in front of her, like right. opening them with a knife I'm, and eating them with the knife. I'm just thinking of her in like, like makeup, like panties, no nothing else on, maybe some high heels with yeah. this bowl of heels for sure. With this bowl of yeah oysters, like yeah, exactly on a stool between her legs. Yeah, <laughs> just and just going to town. It's not particularly hot in the room, but for some reason she's glistening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Incredible makeup, like impeccable hair, everything perfect. Everything yeah. perfect. Yeah, lingerie gray shucking oysters in a dressing room. <laughs> I, I'm into it. <laughs> I'll be thinking um, about that sashimi. later. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just not now while we're on the Thank video. you. I'll, I'll put, it, put it off. You don't want to be like a Canadian PM changing on, on camera. <laughs> Did you see that? No. Oh, there was like a, a MP, I think, rather. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't Whatever. the PM. Yeah, it member of parliament. Okay. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't old Justin. <laughs> that would have caused a world. That would have shook the earth. Certainly. I would have heard about that for sure. 
Yeah. But, but just on Trudeau, a, just Trudeau a, hangs brain on Zoom. <laughs> just a Zoom call. The guy just decides he needs to change. Didn't mute his co- camera. He logged into the call and forgotten to turn his camera off. And so he's muted, but the camera's on, and he's, he's he had just gotten out of the shower. So he was, like, listening and talking in the room, nude. <laughs> anyway. Modern problems. Not a he problem. Was, was, it wouldn't have been a problem for Grace Jones. She'd have just done that. That would have just been, like, every Zoom conference you have with Zoom, with Grace Jones. <laughs> it's like, Grace, can you, <laughs> Grace, can you please put on clothes? No, I'm not putting on clothes. All right. Uh, two sashimi and sushi platters for eight people. All right. Seems so reasonable. she's traveling with eight people. So this is yeah. the, so this is how you have to sort of this. They finally open up the door to this. Like, okay, we have a party of eight, but yeah. this is still they've. I mean, we're already dealing with twelve bottles of alcohol for eight people. I guess they're gonna have some guests. Yeah. But but we just need to cover sashimi, sushi, and sashimi for eight. Yeah, I mean, if you're partying and eight people, twelve bottles, that's really. I don't know. I mean, is it pre-show? Is it post-show? I, I don't know. You know, I don't know the routine. All right. Uh, lemons, Tabasco, fresh fruit, fresh fruit for eight. Uh, six bottles of Coke. Probably, I don't know. What, what are you doing with the Coca-Cola? It's just a weird number. See, this is six bottles of Coca-Cola. This one kind of struck me as sort of a, um, is it like two liter bottles? Or they, do they really mean like bottles of Coke? They really mean like. I think they mean like, it's, I mean, like if you a, consider this is probably like 1989, yeah. 88. Yeah. That they're probably 12 ounce glass bottles like you'd get out of an old vending machine. Yeah. All right. Um, 12 bottles of still and sparkling water. What does that mean to you? That's 24 bottles of Is water it? to me. 12 bottles of still and 12 bottles of and sparkling water. A professional responded to this thread and said it's, it's six of each and six in reserve. What? So have the 20, have the 12 of each, but only put out six of each and then have them in case. Okay. Just in case you were wrong, right? Was, you have to you have to say, well, I meant twenty four. No problem, we got it. Yeah, but you? you put out what you think it could also be, so you're also not wrong. Oh, all right. That's a, that's yeah. that's smart. Twelve bottles of fruit juice, wine glasses, of course, all the glass. You have to put glassware on the writer. Like they just put the bottles in there. All I guess glass, no plastic. We don't want any of your bullshit plastic, like champagne cups with the little bottoms that never stay on. We don't, uh, Grace, that, Grace does that. not want to deal with your bullshit. Uh, I don't. Don't. Question. I hate drinking a cocktail out of one of those flexible cups. That is <laughs> no, the worst. No, I'd. I'd rather just drink it straight from the bottle, alcohol, than drink it out of like the the you know the the uh, that little clear plastic cup. Yeah. Yeah, it's no good. Or if I have to give me if you if you have to make it in a clear plastic cup, give me the clear solo cup. I that little catering cocktail glass <laughs> yeah. a thin one that looks like it's 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 fluted sort of to look sort of fancy uh-huh that's no good all right can't have fair it. cutlery and a sharp knife also the oyster knife I know, the oy- she I, didn't have her own I feel, yeah right the other thing is like the oyster knife i think should be up the thing right it should be it should be the oysters and then one oyster knife grace does her own shucking i think they buried the, the i would It'd make more sense to me if it was higher up on the writer. Well, I mean, if you look at it, it's alcohol, food, uh, condiments, non-alcoholic drinks, and then like cutlery and, and dishes. So right. it is organized. Got so it. yeah, I'm just surprised. I'm just saying, I'm surprised you didn't just have one. Right. She knows she's gonna do some shucking. So <laughs> we know. We have a knife. We know a hundred percent. We're getting oysters. Yeah. Like right. she's had like one in like some like like wooden box that they just sort of like 
they travel with and it's just, this is grace's oyster shucking knife yeah yeah it totally yeah. makes sense it's a bitch at tsa and stuff <laughs> she's flying private it's fine all right uh, all right so with the last few minutes there's the last things on here is whatever it's makeup stuff and, and clothes and flowers and Whatever. So, what would you? What would be on your writer? All right. So, bef- before we, before I get onto my writer, I decided okay. I'd take a little bit of a deep dive and look at some other people's writers. Okay. And um, and let me let me offer you this one. Uh, this my my favorite one that I found, which was from Prince. And okay. all items in dressing room must be covered by clear plastic wrap until uncovered by main artist. This is absolutely necessary. <laughs> All items, everything, furniture, every, everything must be covered in plastic and Prince will take the plastic off. I don't want to hear this story on Earth Day. <laughs> I'm killing me. It is, also, it is also the fifth anniversary of his passing today, but I thought... Well, see, the Earth killed him. <laughs> Earth's like, it's my day, bitch. You're out. You're Done with your plastic bullshit. <laughs> Anyway, that was that was a that was a, that was my favorite one. There's a ton of them, um, but the uh, like um, Paul McCartney needs 19 leafy six foot plants, four leafy four foot plants, 19, 19 leafy six foot plants, and four leafy four foot plants. This guy's having the jungle party in his <laughs> dressing room after the show, huh? Right. 19 six foot plants. 19 six foot plants. Well, I don't have anything so ostentatious on my writer. All right, what do you? What, what's on your writer? Number one, install a bidet in the dressing room bathroom <laughs> ASAP. That's a, Number one, I've got to have it. Can't live without it. I, I'm not planning to use the facility here if I can avoid it. No, no. But if I do before the show, I cannot go out without mm-hmm. a fresh bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's solid. That's a that, that's okay. a good writer. That is a good. I'm a little jealous that I yeah. didn't come up with that myself. That's a that's a good writer item. The uh, I did like you know, I did like Grace's uh, fresh towels and sofa and armchairs. So I put those on my writer. I think that's a nice thing to have in any sort of dressing room. So I would also like a recumbent exercise bike, just okay. to just to you know get loosened up. You know, yeah, I have nice. a pump station on mine. I want a pull-up bar and like just a like a flat bench. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I wrote. I wrote 12 pack of Gatorade, the 16 ounce okay. zero calorie fruit punch. Okay. I need a flat of water, supermarket brand. Okay. <laughs> I, don't okay. Want, I don't want. The, I don't want. I don't want like fancy. Yeah. Just compete with Prince for that plastic pollution. Right. 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 Uh, I need coffee maker with Dunkin' Donut brand coffee. Oh, Dunkin' brand coffee. Terrible. I need a large container of Costco tortilla sandwich rolls. <laughs> okay. And that's it. That's what I need. That's a, that's okay. a, I would be thrilled. I mean, if everywhere I went to play or do my thing as a performer, if I had those things squared away, be, be terrific. I want, um, hot towels, like face towels. Oh, uh, that's a good, I want the hot steam towel. That's a good writer item. I want a assortment of fresh stance brand socks. I'll only choose one pair, but I want an assortment to choose from. No duplicates. No you better du- not show me any shit I already have. No duplicates. <laughs> I would like some Miller Lite long necks on ice on ice. Uh-huh. I mean like with some ice in the bottle. Cold enough to have a little bit of floating ice in the bottle. That's what I'm looking for. I think you should add this one from Madonna's Rider, which is all toilet seats must 
not be just hygienically clean, but they also must be brand new. <laughs> Replace all the toilet seats. Replace all the toilet seats in my in my dressing area. I do not want to sit on a toilet seat someone else has sat on. And then they can install your bidet. Well, See? Whatever. Just rip the whole fucker out and put a new one in there. <laughs> Uh, and I need some way for you to get me um, hot steak bites. What? I mean, hot. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to do it. Like, right off the grill hot. Okay. Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you got a hibachi on the balcony? I don't know. Basically, basically, writers are just that. Just go figure it out. Figure this out. This is what I want. This is what this is what we're contract. You're contractually obligated to provide this for me. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. I don't care how you figure I don't care how it shows up. You just That's right. do it. <laughs> All right. Let's go to segment number two. All right. In segment two, I came across an article. Um, let me introduce it because I should give the author some credit. So this is a Wired article by Lauren Good. And this was published oh, about two weeks ago. And it's titled, I called off my wedding. The internet will never forget. And Lauren goes on to tell her story about how she experience the different memory features of our various social media platforms that back up that we post photos to or that back up our photos. Do you back up all your photos, Chris? I do. Do you ever look at the backups? I do. Do you find them useful? Let's see. Useful? You know, all right. This is where I do it. Do it. This is where I have to say like, you know, we have photo albums at my parents' house. Right, like physical photo, physical albums. photo albums, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they sit there for years on end until someone gets a wild hair up their ass to like crack open the cabinet and start pulling them out. Yeah. Right, uh, the same thing happens with the same thing happens with my my uh, my photo archive. Like, and usually it's one of the kids who will sort of like grab my phone and just jump in there and just start wading around in you know you know twenty you know, 2005 or so, 2008, you mm-hmm. know, and just kind of just, and just try to re- recall what the world was like back then. So, I mean, it serves its purpose in that regard. So Lauren though, talks about the fact that her, you know, her phone will never forget that she didn't get married and sort of the negative connotations with that, right? That, that it's, it's hard. The app can't know. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's serving you painful memories when it kicks you that, hey, check this out from a while back. Right. And, you know, there's a couple of things moving here where it's like, individually, I sense that this is a net negative for people. That it certainly is nice to be able to call up any memory that you'd like to have that you may or may not have taken picture, or you were either tagged in or took pictures of. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's outside your control, and this is always my problem with pictures on the internet early on, and I've always been sort of a, you know, a stickler for this, like we're going out, put your fucking phone away. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'll pose for photos, Uh but don't just take pictures. Right. You know, there was like, we had friends that would just take pictures. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't take these candid pictures. We had party pics when I was, when I was younger, like when we had the, you know, you had the disposable camera. Like someone yeah, would every you know someone would break out the disposable camera, take a that bunch was of, bad enough. Yeah, you take a bunch of party pics, and then they would just show up, and you know they'd get the film developed, and then you know they'd pass around the pics. Ah, look how drunk you were, and then 
I don't know what happens to those pictures. They usually end up in boxes and garbage or whatever. Who knows? Correct. Right. The, the what they don't do is live forever on the internet. This is true. This is the best part of 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 the old school way because you would just you'd you'd relive the party a week later because that's usually when the when the party pics came back mm-hmm. and you'd laugh about it and then you just and you'd move on with your life. Well, in college we'd have like a professional photographer at like any big event. Sure. And then you'd get a big proof sheet, which was like the one of the most fun things to look at. But like if they were terrible drunk photos, you generally didn't order those. <laughs> True. It's like and then they just went away. I'm sure that photographer has those negatives somewhere, but you know. No, he doesn't. No, they don't. But it's fine. Probably not. Yeah. But those pictures you could if you chose to get rid of them, it was an option for you, mm-hmm. right? Now I feel like the problem is that there's no curation whatsoever. So there's no like that, that proof sheet, that's the curation step. Or when you get your photos even back when from the developer, mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily keep them all. Some would just not come out and it would just go directly into the trash. Yeah. Or some would be just like, well, this one sucks, it's kind of blurry. Yeah. Or, hey, this just isn't a very good picture. You were like lucky if you went sort of one for two for the role. Oh, for sure. Yeah. In a party role. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, this is, this is such a modern problem. And, um, yes. and I, as I was reading this article, I just, what struck me was the fact that because of who she is and what she does, she signs up for all these apps mm-hmm. and which is the big problem <laughs> really <laughs> because those apps never let you forget that you signed up for them. Right. Email comes like, like, like I went through a giant and it was about two or three months ago. I don't know. Cause when you use Microsoft outlook, you get like a focused inbox and then you get that other inbox. Sure. So, I just went through and just unsubscribed from every piece of garbage that I've been collecting over the past few years. Instead of just sending in the junk, I would just look at the email and then click the unsubscribe button. There's an unsubscribe function that, that shows up in Outlook as well. So I just went through and just like bloop, 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 bloop. And it helped a ton, right? But again, I, I'm not really deep into to apps. I don't sign up for a lot of random ones. I generally, sure. I'm generally trying not to. Like you, <laughs> like I just like if I really need it, if I if, if if I'm required to have it in some way, shape, or form, I don't have a problem signing up for it. But I'm not the kind of person who wants to try on apps. Oh, I heard this app is cool; it's new. I'll sign up for it and see if it's any good. <laughs> like, no, Absolutely no, 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 no. I can't shake my head any faster or harder. <laughs> but this, but this person, because of what she does, um, does that, right? She so now the the, the apps are are regurgitating, you know, a, a year later. Like, uh-huh. do you remember this wedding dress you love to look at and your Pinterest is all like, well, and, and, and yes, it, it, it absolutely haunts her. And, uh, what was the, what the other thing, which was shocking, but she was talking to somebody about it. It's like people who like lose like a child. Mm-hmm. And like how the internet like haunts them because there's all this. Yeah, I was gonna get to this because yes. there's all this joy and you're getting stuff and you know you're getting messages and you're taking pictures of things and then then you know unspeakable tragedy happens, right? And the internet just doesn't know to shut up <laughs> about right. it. Like, and uh, and maybe that's maybe that's the inherent. Well, I mean, there's lots of flaws, but maybe that's probably the 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 big flaw of the internet is that you have to you have to get away from it because it won't shut up, right? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to it, right? Like, there's a couple of things that I that I thought were really interesting in this article that she captures. This idea that also um, that forgetting used to be the default. That because there was only hard records and photograph photography, like modern photography, is not that old in human history. So what that allowed individuals to do, though, was what they what the psychiatrist here says, uh, or psychologist rather. Um, says about editing your memories. It allowed you to forget the things you wanted to forget. Mm. Now, individually, this is what go back to my original point. I think that's bad for your individual mental health not to be able to forget the things you'd like to forget, as you, as you talked about with trauma. But societally, I think it's actually really important that we don't have the option to forget. Because you can see already with our generational memory waning, and not to get into politics, but it all sort of ties back to that when we talk about these societal issues, right? Mm. This The thing that drives people to make the decisions they make. And we talk about vaccine passport and people getting upset about this. And I tweeted a while back, like this is vaccine proof of vaccination has been around longer than anyone alive today. Quite literally longer. There's no one alive where vaccination records were not required for entry into uh, school. school. Yeah. So this is not a new thing, but because the internet has created this little safe space for people to have ideas that are so far outside the mainstream that they're dangerous and harmful to others that creates this space, right? It gives this idea air. And so this is kind of the, the, to me, the opposite of that, where you can have these records now of what we experienced this time. You know, we had pictures of this, the Spanish flu, but it's not going to be, the record is not going to be the same as what the, as the, as the record of, of COVID-19. So ideally, you know, 80 years from now, we don't have to have this fight again because we actually have a more realistic record of the everything that was said and done and, and, and was stupid about it and all those other things as opposed to the very limited record that we have today. So I think societally, it might be a good thing that all this stuff is stored simply so the world can remember the things it needs to remember, even if it's you know a sacrifice you have to make to, to deal with having this endless backup of things you'd like to forget. Sure, sure. And I think that the, I think to your point that, that you have this, this, unparalleled compendium of knowledge that we that we have now it's just it's down it just comes down to people to use it <laughs> it's it's you know it's we have access to all this information and yet no one no one wants to to use it right they just want to say well that's not that that's not how that works <laughs> well and that's the problem that we're living through sort of having the cycle of history repeating itself with both sort of the rise of fascism worldwide as well as like this this sort of denialism with regard to public health um, not having people who are around to experience it enough people mm-hmm. right around to experience it the first time you're like no this is the same we really this is a real problem we have to concern ourselves with this um, and allowing again the oxygen for people who, who wanted to have you know participate in denialism to do so um, and then you mentioned the trauma of, you know, having a child, uh, losing a child. And this is the other thing that I wanted to mention about this is this idea of a digital ghost that everyone has now. Um, you know, that w- one of the very unfortunate police shootings that just occurred. I mean, among, I don't even want to get into it because I mean, now we're just shooting people every day, sure. not just the cops. So I mean, I mean, everybody everywhere. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to take. Um, but, but, but what, one of the things that happened really quickly was that, that the teenager, teenage girls, TikTok feed sort of became public knowledge. And that was a very weird and brand new experience. Um, certainly we've seen photos and people, you know, victims of killings being humanized, but not in that here's a movie of this person. That's a selfie who was just killed, you know, in this case by the police 
that was a very strange experience. And also to know that that stuff's not going to get deleted. Like, like we don't have a system right now for, uh, passing on your digital identity to another person. Like I have quite literally hundreds of passwords to, you know, whether we're talking about apps or not, like, you know, not that anyone cares about, you know, like my, my tea time check-ins and things like that, but <laughs> sure. all of that, all of that stuff, right. Bank yeah. accounts, uh, medical portals, um, you know, insurance, every bill you ever pay, uh, any, anything you subscribe to or have ever signed up for, you have a username and password for it. And it's attached to this person that you know, that no longer exists for ever. Do you just right. get emails forever? They just go into the, the into the ether. Probably for, they don't though. Mm. Right. They actually take up energy too. Yeah. Which is, I mean, they, yeah, they go into, I mean, your, your, your hotmail account just lives on forever. And right. And even if you even if you passed away, I mean, it's funny that you say that because at one point I think my wife even said it's like it's funny that you've done this podcast because if you were to die tomorrow, at least I could go back and hear your, your voice, right? Which is kind of a which was kind of a kind of an interesting thing to say, but you know it's one of those <laughs> things. It's like what <laughs> you'd listen to the podcast if I died? That seems kind of weird, but you know, I, it's true though. I don't know. You, you, I mean, we're all leaving a digital footprint. More people, so much, you know, more than others. I mean, there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of funny stuff that I've probably, you know, you know, written on Facebook or Twitter, and all that stuff will just sort of disappear into the ether. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like these, these are the these are the things we do now. Like, even though they are saved forever. It would take it would take somebody some energy to look at them, right? Like, yeah. You know, I, to be... I just wish there was an easier way to do the curation step, because now now my photo backup includes like you know pictures of wood, you know that guy, <laughs> oh, <And> like you <laughs> know like me... <laughs> you know like me wood memes, yeah, and like, yeah, like all kinds of wild shit yeah. that I've downloaded off there. The right. picture of a toad from Mario with the long human legs, yeah. like that's what's in my photo backup now. There's no use. <laughs> Trying to piece all that back together, like uh, two generations later. Oh, let's. We found we found great grandpa Ty's like photo back of what in the what, is, what the <laughs> what in the hell was going on in 2015? <laughs> Jesus, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> and every time I go into the Amazon photos backup, I see like you know that both of our phones are set to auto backup. Mm. And so then there's like 25 pictures of my wife's computer screen, which makes me, you know, crazy for a different reason. <laughs> Let me show you the screenshots, keystrokes, please. <laughs> Save these on your computer. Don't put this shit up here. But sometimes, you know, sometimes that is the fastest, easiest way you're trying to share it, right? Yeah. It's like, you got to take it. I, I hate it. I hate it. Anytime I've got to take a picture of a screen, I find it upsetting. I need it. Let me, I need a native capture only, please. <laughs> native capture. Don't put Let's go to segment three. Most stories in this way like the quiet sunset on a summer's day. But when the sun goes down, it gets a little crazy after dark. Welcome to the trailer park. By the way, that's going to be in your writer. Native Native capture capture (laughs) screenshots only, please. In segment three, we're back in the trailer park. And it is just about summer movie season. And we've got a thousand trailers to discuss. So 
I asked you to prioritize these for discussion, mm-hmm. and I was shocked by your prioritization. <laughs> I would have gone really? almost in, not not well, just mostly the second one, I guess. <laughs> but you started you started with uh, fantastic Fantastic Beasts, uh, um, Fast and the Furious. Nine. Uh, can we? Yeah, let's get Fantastic and the Furious. Yeah, Fantastic Furious Beasts, Fast and Furious Beasts. Nine. Nine. Uh, Nine. Coming out June twenty fifth. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> nine times. No, we've done this thing nine times. And of course I get to at this point, this is where I get to sort of just gaze in wonder at the fact that they've gone they they're now like America's super super terrorist fighting super force. Which is the most hilarious thing ever. I think I think it's just it's just an amazing film franchise, and then the the trailer uh, gives us endless. Mo- I mean, it's basically the trailer is the whole movie. I I don't even know why you would watch this movie after watching the trailer because it's all Cause it's in there. Be awesome, because <laughs> it's all in there. But the genetic the genetic gymnastics that makes you know Vin Diesel's younger brother. John Cena. Oh, John Cena, sure. <laughs> Making me cry. I was like, it's like, he's my brother. I'm like, what? He's your brother? Sure. Okay, whatever. I mean, it's no more ridiculous than all the sort of wild and hilarious physics that goes on in Fast and Furious movies. Uh, and... Their last name's Toretto. John Cena with that wig on. He looks vaguely Italian. I don't think it's a, I don't know if it's a wig. It, it, it's gotta be a wig, right? Who knows? That's his real hair, you think? Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Because it's the same hair he had in those uh, those, you know, that commercial where like he's trying to he's trying to have sex with a cow. Have you seen these commercials? I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't know, some insurance or something. Some some, okay. and, and he's he's actually having a romantic evening on this carpet with a cow. Like the mm, cow is. I've seen this now. You've never seen these ads? I guess not. No. Oh my god! Just I count myself lucky. <laughs> treat yourself. I. I guess the way I feel about a fa- uh, Fast and Furious, I almost said Fantastic and the Furious again, <laughs> Fast and the Furious 9 movie, is I don't need a trailer. You just tell me it's coming out. That's it. We're I'm good. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing that I read was someone said it was the, uh, the director said, this is the beginning, the first chapter of the end. <laughs> like, oh, yes. The first chapter. It's like, okay, four more movies. Oh, the beginning of the end, I think <laughs> is what he said. The four more movies then. We're, we're got Because sure. Statham has to come back and... And Dwayne has to come back. Everybody's, I mean, this is this is this is a four movie glide pattern. Easy, yeah, easy. We're gonna do F thirteen, and then they'll cut it off. God, nine of these movies. Why? Why not just make them forever? <laughs> make them until Vin Diesel can't do it anymore. We're still we're gonna make another Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> I I do I need to see? Do I need to see seventy two year old? You know, I'm into that. Oh, I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> Doing I like the movies? idea that he's. Yeah, I want it like basically a, a re, when been, when Vin Diesel is like 70 years old, <laughs> and there hasn't been one of these movies for like maybe four years at that point. Um, <laughs> four years. <laughs> F, then they come. F25. They come back. Yeah, yeah. They come back, and he's like an old man running the garage, but he's back to street racing. Bring it back to the roots. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Living my life, right. <laughs> living my life a quarter mile at a time. I yeah, I'm ready for you know what? I'm ready for it to get smaller. I'm ready for it to get smaller. I'm ready for it to be more intimate. I'm ready for Vin to be out there, sort of uh, 
the old school enforcer keep cleaning up the streets. He had to go back to L.A. because the street gangs are out of control. And back in his day, street <laughs> racing was an honor-filled <laughs> event that required real men, real women of integrity, and not these punks. That franchise is a, just a goddamn miracle, I swear. All right, next we have Hitman's, wife, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Why would you put this on the list? I didn't want to watch this trailer. I'm upset that you made me. It's in the- theaters June 16th. Do we need a sequel to this movie? No. Really? Obviously not. But Ronald, Ryan Reynolds needs the money. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't. But he just can't say no. I think that's... So it's a movie about a guy who's a, he's basically a professional killer who's trying not to kill anyone. Because other people are killing people and he wants them to stop. Right. Well, Hitman's Bodyguard is... I'm mildly entertaining. Just because it's just it's just basically those two actors just... just yeah. Just chewing scenery. Like, just do... Like, here's the direction. Be the most you that you can be. Say it. I'm tired of Ryan Reynolds. Say, whoa. Whoa. I, I'm tired. I tire of Ryan Reynolds' shtick. Whoa. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't... I don't want it. You don't want it? I don't want it. You're saturated. I'm... I, I prefer Ryan Reynolds, the internet celebrity, than to Ryan Reynolds, the actor. Oh. It's just the same thing every time now. I mean, like he does his thing. He is he is who he is. Yeah. All right. The only value I see in this movie is maybe like the cops can watch a movie about a guy trying not to kill people and take a note. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of speaking of the world gone upside down, I just happened to wander into The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. and holy moly, that's a that's a that's a, that'll spin your head around. Like through we, a, through a I, modern I might, through a modern. We lens. might have watched it the same day because <laughs> yeah, I saw it, it yesterday. They were they were running yeah. it pretty heavy. I was like, I was watching it. I was like, oh my goodness. Mm. Anyway, if you know enough about it, you know you know what I'm talking about. All right, all right. Well, Death I, by exile. I, I'm a little I'm a little I'm a little shocked that you're that you're that you that you'd uh, call out Ryan Reynolds in that way. But okay. Yeah. Next, we've got Army of the Dead coming out May 21st on Netflix. Um, for me, you say Bautista, Zack Snyder, and zombies on a streaming service I already pay for? Ian. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> Ian. Uh, this is, but this is my, this is the dog movie. This is my, okay. this is my dog movie, except <laughs> it's with zombies. They're going in to steal. They're going, they're, they're, I don't know why you have to steal all this money during a zombie apocalypse, but okay, fine. I don't know what the money's doing. Yeah, <laughs> seems not useful. We're going, we're going to Vegas during a zombie apocalypse to steal all this money. Okay, all right, and we're sending in a crack team of special. I forces gotta be honest, guys. I didn't pick up any of the plot while I was watching this. <laughs> There's no plot. It's just zombies and running and shooting and again, Zack Snyder getting to just do all the Zack Snyder he wants to do. And God bless him. I think uh, I think he deserves it. Now, this is a it's, this is a no brainer. It's it, it, it looks amazing. It's a Resident Evil movie. As Resident Evil movie. Yeah, yeah. Except it's fast zombies. We're, yeah. we're it's a fast zombie movie. Which is, well, is, Resident Evil is the, the, the zombies are fast. Yeah. The Resident Evil got crazy, right? Because it, I mean, it, based on the oh, video game franchise. I mean, how many of those movies are there? Seven. Aren't they still making them? Rumor has it. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I mean, I'm happy. I think to, there's at least five. I'm happy to see Mila Jovovich do her thing, but sure. But those movies are just like, as you keep watching them, you're just your brain starts to melt. But the uh, but this seems like good, clean zombie fun. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, whatever. I don't know. The first zombie we saw was wearing like a crazy ruby tiara, so I don't. <laughs> it seems 
Like Zach probably did too much as he usually does, but we'll give it a shot. Yeah. How do you, how you know how how are you supposed to figure out what's on the other side if you don't go over the top? Right. Just ask Michael Bay. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Next we have Loki, due June 11th on Disney Plus. Uh, it's a it's a series. Yes. Yes, it's a series. I think they're going to so, give us it's this, this whole mini series things now. So WandaVision is how many episodes? Six. It was eight. Eight. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is only six. It's only six. So the next, the last episode is this week. I'm like, I'm not Mm -hmm. ready for this to be over. No. Anyway. But please, Supreme Ruler Disney, please feed me fresh Marvel or Star Wars content once a week, every week. Forever. For the rest of my life. (laughs) And I will never not subscribe to your service. Right. I will never cancel. Correct. This is, but so... It's the genius. This is the the thing I like about the Loki piece here is that that it's we find out what happens when Loki steals the Tesseract and like bebops out of there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and of course he has to deal with the what was the terrible Matt Damon movie with the guys who all wear the hats? The the guys who take care of time. Oh, the adjustment. Period. The adjustment. So, so yeah, that's my girlfriend Emily Blunt. Right. So now he has to deal with now Loki has to deal with the adjustment bureau, which is led by Owen Wilson, mm. which is the only guy. So basically, it's a quip fest, right? Somebody sat down yeah. and said, "We need someone to 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 just wisecrack with Hiddleston. Who can we get? Yeah, yeah. It's like, but we can get Owen Wilson to do it. Uh, Who's left that's not in the universe? <laughs> right. Who uh, who can we get? And who can wisecrack? And that trailer is just simply those two guys wisecracking. And I'm 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 totally down for six to eight episodes of those two guys wisecracking at each other. Yeah, I definitely watch this. I mean, there's there's I like Hiddleston. I I I, I, I sometimes I guess I don't. I like uh, it's been long enough since I've seen Owen Wilson on a regular basis that I'm fine with it. Oh, right. Wait, he, were you Owen Wilson saturated about five years ago? Yeah, very much because so. it's the same thing. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing as the Ryan Reynolds thing. I'm getting, I know what I'm getting. It's the same thing, but it's not always like. I'm trying to think of like a good food equivalent, where it's like I could eat a lot of this for a long time, and then one day I'm just like, I don't want this anymore. Right. I need, a, I need some space. But the, um, so Hiddleston does a hilarious um, Owen Wilson impression that he sometimes breaks out on talk shows. Got it. And it's because they were in Midnight in Paris together, the Woody Allen film, which is actually a pretty decent film, actually. Okay. I don't do I don't do much Woody Allen, but I thought that one was pretty entertaining. But no, it doesn't. It, it, it never resonated with me. Yeah. It was like, but I'm totally down with I'm totally down with this Loki show, 100. percent All right. Finally, um, well, we have we had two left, but we can do this one. Shang Chi. Yeah. Do September third, starring uh, Simu Liu. And what I love about this is that he tweeted at Marvel in 2014. Hey, Marvel, great job with Captain America and Thor. Now, how about an Asian-American hero? And here we are, seven years later. And he is Asian-American. He is. Now, as a kid, I was a, I, I read a lot of Master of Kung Fu, which was... Okay. I had to go look this up. I was totally... Yeah. It was totally new. So, there was, so basically, the that part of the Marvel Universe, it was sort of a... It's sort of that Defenders part of the world. And I never, I'm aware of those characters, like, but I never read those books. Yeah. Like my first real like deep dive into even that lore was the Netflix shows. Yeah. Of course, what made my stomach hurt the most, but the trailer's fantastic. It looks great. 
It looks great. Yeah, it, Marvel Kung Fu movie. Yes, please. Yeah, amazing. So it's gonna be. It's. I think they're gonna do a really good job with this. What hurts my stomach the most is that we've already burned our Iron Fist because Iron Fist is. I think they're just recasting. They got it. I mean, we need to. We need to bring back that part of the world. So they're gonna yeah. all that. All that Netflix Marvel stuff that happened, we we definitely need to get Daredevil back. Well, he already got recast, or not recast. Sorry, he already got the part again. Right, Charlie Cox. And then yeah. and then we need Iron Fist to come back for sure. So there's there's this whole martial arts Marvel universe that needs that can happen on its own and be sort of woven back into the into the larger thing. So you know, it's basically Marvel in space, Marvel kind of on Earth, and then. Marvel like tightly woven into the cities like sure like, so well I mean I could see this growing into like Young Avengers right because you could get Kamala Khan and then you can bring Miles Morales like you can do another yeah. like you get a whole additional generation yeah. of fans so the Ms. Marvel thing is already happening right and um, the Hawkeye thing is already happening the Moon Knight thing is already happening so there's 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 plenty of uh, there's plenty of Marvel content to come but uh, Kung Fu, Kung Fu, uh, Marvel will, martial arts Marvel would be pretty sweet. And, uh, right. so it's time to bring back Daredevil and Iron Fist. I like it. I look forward to it. All right. Well, you know, time of the show. This is. Are you stupid or something? Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is stupid does, sir. It's the stupidest things. Ever said. Woo! Oh, I like it. <laughs> Give a woo this week. Past. All right, so I'm not going to redo the ones that got eaten by the digital machine. <laughs> Thank God. Um, and I had two full weeks here, but I've just picked the highlights. <laughs> as they are. Uh, an April 5th story stated that Mary Frejo did not return a reporter's call seeking comment. Frejo died last December. This was a correction in the spokesman review in Spokane, Washington. <laughs> Cutting edge journalism out of, of Spokey, out of little Spokey. I don't know. We looked up her phone number. That's as far as I got. <laughs> <laughs> Online IRS tax instructions. Quote, rental activities in which you actively participate are considered passive activities. Now, I can only assume this means that if you're a landlord and you passively collect rent, but you are an active renter, is what that means. But that's pure, pure government bureaucracy. Right I yeah, I don't know what that means. This was from the Whidbey Island, Washington newspaper. The headline says, Depression screening will be a day of fun. <laughs> so come on out, people from Whidbey Island. And enjoy. There's a lot. Of, Peel yourself off the couch <laughs> and don't drink that fifth of alcohol. Just come to the testing. It's nice to see the Washington State making a uh, making a uh, firm appearance here on the uh, stupidest things ever said this week. I like it. I, we've had quite a bit actually of hometown content. <laughs> right. That, t- that should tell you a lot about what's going on around here. Yeah. On resumes, references, mother and brother. Accomplishments led day-to-day execution of 450 people and all their associated work. <laughs> this is the. This is, uh, this is, this is, I'm not going to say it. There's. It's. This is the. This is the. Uh, this is the resume of uh, Stalin. Well, I was going to say like. Make a camp, this is the camp counselor joke. 
this guy's a camp counselor resume uh hobbies eyebrow tweezing that's a hobby that's their hobbies on their resume that's a hobby you're super into it I mean, do you remember the late 90s <laughs> pluck this until it's gone i you know <laughs> as a monobrow sufferer myself sometimes you got to get in there you got to deal with the you got to deal with that the in-between growth it is one of my top five features i have perfect eyebrows oh yeah never once had to touch them yeah that's nice yeah i've got if i even the uh, hairstylist that i used to go to she'd she'd be like i never have to tweeze in the eye and i'm like neither do i just perfect. They're just perfect. No, I got. I've. I've. I. I, I, I like millions of Americans suffer from monobrow. And I've got a rakish scar, right <laughs> in one of them. Yeah, that's good. I never really. I'll have to look more closely next time we uh, hang out IRL. I'll wiggle them at you. <laughs> uh, on bad excuses for not filing your taxes, we had a lot of tax content uh, this week. You could, because we just had tax day, not the, the traditional tax. Day. <laughs> right. Bad. Don't panic if you haven't filed your taxes. You have like till July, you know, because the world is all, is tr- trying to end for like last year. So right. <laughs> you have some extra time. The government has all a bunch of money anyway. They could just print some money if they need to. That's they don't how need. Works. They don't need your money. Apparently, that's how it works. Uh, okay, my pet goldfish died. Um, I had a run in with a cow. Maybe it was. Maybe these are John Cena's taxes. <laughs> uh, my dog ate the letter about my tax return. It also ate all of the reminders. <laughs> as well as as well as the original episode 166 of our show stop soaking your tax letters in bacon <laughs> on reasons for not paying your taxes pretty bad my husband told me the deadline was march 31st and i believed him so i didn't i don't understand like next year <laughs> after seeing a volcanic eruption on the news i couldn't concentrate on anything else uh, yeah i mean that it has that effect on people I feel that way a lot more these days. The internet used to didn't like ruin my brain for a whole day, like every other day, like it does now. I, I don't like it. Uh, my bad back means I can't go upstairs. That's where my tax return is. <laughs> <laughs> well, then how did it get up there? It was the before first. Back. Oh, like, got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Uh, on brains, non-refundable. This is our last tax joke. Tax preparer, since your refund is $137, I will file re- your return for free. Customer, great. What about my $50 cash back you say I'll get if I have to pay for a tax return? I can't give you $50 because I'm not charging you anything for preparing the return. But I want the $50 you promised in the ad. Look, I'm doing your return for free to give you the $50. I'd have to be charging you for something first, right? Okay, then do that. Charge me. You mean you're saying you want me to charge you $100 for preparation so I can then give you the $50? Yes, perfect. Some people need to use the discount. I have a feeling that not only is it, it maybe me, I'm going to give this person some credit and think that maybe they just don't have any cash, but they're going to get some back. And they're like, no, give me the $50 now, but pull the rest out of my tax return because I need this $50 right now. <laughs> That's why I came right. here. I need $50 yes. cash. Right. I don't have $50. So I came in to get my tax taxes prepared. You can, if you can charge me, take the remainder out of my tax return, but I need the 50 bucks today. 911, what's your emergency? Hi, this isn't an emergency, but I'm 10 years old and I'm working on my math homework right now. I can't figure out what 3,052 divided by 71 is. <laughs> Called 911. Yes. That's beautiful. I wonder if they sent a police officer to their house and had him beaten. Probably. Yeah. That's, that's my assumption. <laughs> uh, and then finally, you go to the organ donor, not the grinder. I'm going straight to the horse's mouth. <laughs> 
I don't know. I just had to read that out loud. Wait, what? Don't know. This is from TV personality Bobby Norris. He says, you go to the organ donor, not the grinder. So not the organ grinder. Okay. I'm going straight to the horse's mouth. <laughs> I don't I don't have any idea what that could possibly mean. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm puzzled by that. But, oh well. It's stupid. All right, let's go to the overtime. Overtime. In the overtime, I came across a graphic that shows us 10 classic pop culture vehicles. And it says the keys are in the ignition. You can only take one. Which one do you take? And here's the list, Chris. And I want to know which one you're going to grab. All right. The 69 Dodge Charger, a.k.a. the Generally. Okay. An 1882 DeLorean from Back to the Future. Kit. The, of course, the, the glorious black 82 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Gran Torino from Star Starsky and Hutch. Red with a white stripe. The Connery era Aston Martin DB5. The Pursuit Special, a.k.a. the last of the V8 Interceptors from Mad Max. Ecto-1, which is a 1959 Cadillac. What are you doing? What are you doing? You <laughs> that was me the, church, the Church of the V8. That, oh. was, the, that was my Fury Road. Uh, got it, got it. I thought church you were doing the Generation X. I didn't no. see that your fingers were interlaced. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next we got Ecto-1, which is a 1959 Cadillac Miller Meteor Futura Duplex Limo Style End Loader Combination Car Ambulance Conversion. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot to ingest. Uh, we've got the A-Team's 1983 GMC Van Dura Van. We've got the uh, Sunny Crockett's 1986 Ferrari Testarossa. And finally, we got Magnum's Ferrari 308 GTS Quattro Valvo. C. So, right. what do you pick? Can I? Can we just do this by... First of all, I can't... The general is out. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. can't. I just can't roll. A, I just can't roll a ride with the with the Confederate flag on the top of it. No shit. That's a uh, Back to the Future, the DeLorean. Going traveling through time would just fuck up everything. I mean, there's no possible way I wouldn't just completely end the Earth in all ways and shapes and forms if I had a time machine. So that's I be would out. at the end of this year take my DeLorean back to the beginning of 2020, kidnap myself and my family to the current state, current day. And then kill my current self. So my old self <laughs> got to live. Just got to skip 2020 man, and 2020. That, that is some dark shit that you just went down. That was, <laughs> I mean. Like, come um, with me because I don't want to live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the James Bond thing's out because I can't drive on the right side of the car. Okay. Okay. Out. Um. The Ghostbuster thing is just too wonky. That thing's just too weird for me. It's like long. And I couldn't parallel park that thing. It'd just be terrible. Uh, the Ferraris, eh, you know, they're pretty. I mean, they're pretty much commonplace. But oh. you remember the first time you saw the Testarossa when Sonny Crockett had the Testarossa? First, his his first car was better. the The Ferrari Daytona was a better car than the Testarossa. You like the Daytona better? Yes. Okay. I like Sonny's Daytona better. Um. Mad Max, there's all that deal with water. Uh, Starsky and Hutch, I've never been a, I've never been a, I've never been a, I've never been a, you know, a coupe kind of guy, like a two door yeah. guy. So that that takes out the Night Rider thing too, and I also don't want to talk to my car because that's weird. Okay, I don't like these reasons at all. <laughs> so that leaves me with the 18 van. I'm a van guy. <laughs> First of all, everyone knows this. The the eighteen van is kick ass, and then if I also got to wear like overalls and a bunch of gold chains while I drove it around, all the better. So okay. eighteen van for me. 
All right. Well, I, I didn't see. I think the Mad Max car is out for maintenance reasons. There's just no way the inner, the innards of that car aren't just a disaster. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not handy with a car either. Yeah. Um, I, I agree on the Duke's Hazard. Uh, the time machine, the DeLorean is just a little clunky. It's difficult to handle. It sure would be nice at certain spots, but if I'm talking about a daily driver, I don't think I can handle it. Um, I love the Gran Torino. Uh, it is not very functional. Can't really haul anybody around it. No. Um, yeah, I, so I, I, don't, I appreciate that, that you picked the van. I don't think it's a bad choice. Um, I need more information about the utilities available inside the van. <laughs> it's, it was just, I mean, it was just, you know, four captain seats and a bench seat across the back. Or it wasn't even a bench seat across the back. I think it was a uh, two side seats in the back so they could jump out and shoot people and miss. Because <laughs> the team never shot and killed anybody. If I had to pick, if I had to pick one of the Ferraris, I think it'd be Magnums. Uh, I, I like the Spider. Um, plus, I like Quattro Valvo. <laughs> <laughs> Never, you remember, though, I don't know if you remember, but the first time when uh, when when it came on, like, really, from a kid from the Midwest, like that is the first Ferrari we ever sure. basically saw. And and it had its it had a very much of a, you know, a uh, it really sparked our imaginations about what rich people and sports cars were. Yeah. So, cause that really is like the, and you know, in the, in the beginning of Magnum, like he peels out in that, in that, uh, on that shoulder, like in the grass and it throws grass everywhere. And it's like, God damn that That's the greatest car ever. Unfortunately, I'm old enough now that there's no way I could drive it and be cool. People no. would see me in it and be like, Oh my God, <laughs> Magnum car. What a <laughs> douche. <laughs> you know, my dad had, a uh, 928, a Porsche 928. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I could have walked with it. But he was like, you know, it's, you know, parts are kind of expensive and it's getting kind of a little bit older and I don't think you really want it. And and now that I think about it, it's like, I wish I had that car. It, uh-huh. would, be, it would be so awesome. Yes. It would be so kick-ass. But I had to go with Kit. Um, purely for you know, like functional reasons. I, I, it can drive me home drunk. I don't have to get an Uber. <laughs> you don't go out. <laughs> well, not anymore, but I could. <laughs> but it would sass you like the, all the time. It would be like, it, it is a sassy robot. You know what I would want instead of kit? I want car. And then mm. it would just do all kinds of evil shit. What with me in it? Like we could just drive around. I'd say, Hey car, let's just do a bunch of evil shit. And it would do it. It'd be like, Oh yeah, I've been waiting for you to ask me. all right well let us know listeners what of those classic pop culture rides you would choose for yourself or for your loved ones or which ones you think we would look good in but that's our show for this week and our thanks to all of you for listening to the two on three pod where we look outward to help you look inward if you enjoy the show tell your friends if you didn't don't Drop us a review or subscribe if you're new. And until next week when we return with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism, peace. Peace.